Hi, welcome to Chatterbox Radio. My name is Carrie. What you'll usually hear is an intro here with some music to get you fired up and pumped up for your day. And But since this is the first one, I wanted to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about who I am and why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because God told me to do this. I don't like putting myself out there, not a big poster on social media, but I've spent the past few years in deep spiritual meditation, journaling, and seeking the Lord on answers and what He has for me and my purpose. I've experienced miracles, My kids have experienced miracles. My hope and desire is that I can share these stories with you, that maybe you could connect with a piece of it for you, your kids, or someone that you know. I pray that you can find a deeper understanding of who you are, your spiritual walk. Know that you have a purpose and why you're here on this earth. And to see that if something happens to you, small or big, that I believe it's for a reason and for you to find hope and be able to use that event to help others. I'm a wife, I'm a mom of five kids. My oldest is 22, my youngest is eight. Two boys, three girls. I've been married for almost 26 years. I've been a personal trainer, fitness instructor. I've worked at every big box gym there is and still do. I am a voiceover artist. I have recorded an audiobook called It Takes More Than Love by Brittany Salmon. I've had some commercial spots, but all of that doesn't matter. What matters is God gave me a desire to express myself with my voice in a lot of different ways, sometimes to be serious, sometimes just to bring a smile. But one thing that God showed me over the past few years was that He was using that to bring me to here and to you. What you're about to hear is an interview with one of my daughters. She's going to give you a teenager's insight, her point of view on Snapchat, the good, the bad, her experience of depression and how she battled out of that, and what tools she use on a daily basis to help get through her every day. We don't use a script and we don't even talk about what we're going to talk about before we record. I just let it roll and ask them questions. I hope you can gain something from this. Let's listen. So welcome, Sophia. My name's Sophia, and I'm 17, and I live in Central Texas, and I'm a big track sports person. I've played sports my whole life. Ever since I was able to kick a ball, I'd say I'm an introverted extra, extrovert. Yeah. How's that? Is that possible? It is very possible. Explain. Because I'd say I know a lot of people, but I am not close with any. I have few very close friends. I will go to a party, but I will not stay for more than an hour or an hour and a half. So on the outside, you think people look at you and what do you think people think of you or see you as, if you had to guess? I think people would think I'm an extrovert more so because I got to like try to put on as I am not socially awkward, but like... You say put on, so you have to fake it. Yeah. Because you feel socially awkward. Yes, but I don't want people to think I am or it's like 
oh, she she's not cool and she doesn't know how to like talk to people. Yeah. But in your mind, in the moment, you're like, you're thinking that in your head, like, I I don't want to say anything stupid, right? Yeah. You know, everybody in the world thinks that. Like I think that to this damn day. I think it's a lot more as you want to be able to hold a conversation than just stand there awkwardly and not know what to say. Well, you have tools then. You have some tools that you work off of when you're in that situation, right? Well, right. You what just, is that? You got to talk about the other person and the other person will just start going off because people love to talk about themselves. You're so wise. <laughs> so if it's like ever an awkward situation and you're just standing there, then you're like, and you know someone has done something recently, then you'll be like, oh, so how was that vacation that you just took? And then it'll be another 30-minute conversation just based on that. So it kind of lets you off the hook. And it also right. relaxes them. It relaxes you, right? Exactly. And gets you into it. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Next. Social media things going on. Like you saw someone do a dance trend or whatever. Then you'll be like, oh, you have TikTok or whatever. And they'll be like, yeah. And you'll probably exchange social medias and You'll talk about that or someone else's name pops up in the conversation and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know them. Like, I've known them for however long. Do you think it's hard to get to know people right now? Or do you feel like kids don't want to get to know each other? Do you think that they're they're craving it, but they don't even know how to get it? I think that some people just don't want to and then I think some people think that oh I already know enough people and I don't need to know any more people because whatever I'm so popular and it doesn't matter well hold on though you can be very popular and know a lot of people but not have any intimacy and sharing who you are who you really are and being able to To have that community and that connection. Right. Like, there are certain groups at my school, and they're just very cliquish. And they don't want to become friends with any other people because they have their group already. Mm -hmm. So they're not very... Because that makes them feel secure. Right. They're not very outgoing and trying to be nice or be friends with you. But then there's other groups who are very kind people and will let you in or just be friends with you. Yeah. And then there's some people who won't even look your way. Yeah. So it's just very. Well, it's going to stay that way for the rest of your life. Right. Just so you know. It's very different, but it's all the same. It's very different the way people act towards you but those certain groups are always the same and they're just always going to be in your life so how did you deal with being at home 
and during COVID and not having any connection or your sports. That was, you know, there was the year, your freshman year where they didn't have anything and you were missing those good things. Yeah, well, our family is a very adventurous and active family. So we, there wasn't very many board days and board days can be good sometimes. Mm -hmm. So social media was a big thing and I'd say I got pretty addicted to it and I'd just stay in my room for a long time. And then when we made plans, I'd come out, but board days were usually just spent on the phone or on the couch. How'd that make you feel? Not very productive at all. But then mother would in- introduce more crafting and art, and we got a whole bunch of art supplies and stuff, and that became another distraction or hobby to do. So I think art, in a way, kind of helped lead away from the addiction of social media as much. I want to get your take on what you think is good about social media and what you think the worst thing is about social media. For kids young Young adults. I think the worst thing could be comparing yourselves to, oh, I don't get to go on these trips or I don't have these clothes or why doesn't my body look like that? And like just all these things. And you can just become very self-conscious about yourself or like just jealous about other people. And when it's just all a show that they put on specifically for social media. Do you think everybody does that? Like everybody's going to show their best face every single time? On social media, of course. Yeah. I do think, though, that social media could be good in the way it helps you connect with people, like making funny videos and stuff and sharing funny videos that you think are funny to your friends and it keeps you and touched and just it makes you have like something to talk about but like in a better way than just like oh trying to put on this face and whenever you come meet like a friend and you're like oh did you see that video I sent you and they're like oh my gosh yeah that was so funny and mm-hmm. create joy spread a little joy exactly yeah. yeah that's what's fun like when we did tiktok videos during yeah. covid <laughs> Those are the goods and the bads of social media, right? How you feel about it. Do you notice all of the mental illness advertisements and hearing the statistics of kids your age battling? It really doesn't come up that often on TikTok, at least. I mean, there would be some creators trying to spread awareness of a certain mental illness, like. So you are seeing some advertising, like, are they trying to reach out? You know, I can do all the research I want, but I'm not you. I'm not on your phone at that moment. Do you get like PSAs coming through for mental health or reaching out 
for kids that need help? I don't think it would be so much as reaching out as um, they're trying to let you know that it's like out there and that other people are dealing with it and what it's like to have that mental illness than to be like, oh, this is a safe space for you to come and talk. It's more of so an understanding about it. Have you ever battled with being depressed? I think there were definitely moments for sure. During COVID specifically or just during life events? I think during more so life events because COVID was more of like, Oh, I get off of school. <laughs> Playtime. Early summer. Yeah. And Plus having of, a lot of siblings helps. Yeah. Having friends you can reach out to easily. Mm-hmm. But I know not everyone has those resources, so COVID could definitely be a harder time for them, but mm-hmm. that's my experience. Yeah, you. it's just in school... I feel like they should reach out more. Like, there's FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes and stuff. And there's Kindness Club. But there's really not any mental awareness, anything. At the schools? At the schools. Really? I'm surprised. I mean, there's counselors and stuff, but it's not like, super easy to go to the counselors you have well to... that and then you've got what about the person that doesn't want to go to fca because they look at you like you look at other groups and they're looking at you like well i'm not a christian and there's no way could you even imagine the balls someone would have to come up with to go walk over to a fca anybody fellowship of christian athletes for those that don't know who's hurting or has, like, freaking out, like, depressed. Like, they're not going to want to open up that way. There's no, like, information around the school that says, go here, do this, here's a website, anything. I mean, there's counselors, obviously, and they encourage you to go talk to them if you are in that situation and stuff. But... You also have to make an appointment with the counselor and email them and make sure that they're available for that time. Mm-hmm. So they're really not super accessible if you're in need in that moment. Mm-hmm. It would have to be more of a planned thing, which I feel like would be much harder than just whenever you're feeling it going in and talking to them. And you have to sign in to the counselor and give them a reason why you're there. And I think that just makes it like 50 times harder to Mm -hmm. try to talk to someone at the schools. And I feel like if you have a good teacher that you're comfortable with, it's still super hard to go up and tell them that you're going through something. And even if you do, they'll probably tell you to go to the counselors and then it's just like, a big circle. Like maybe what what was one of the tools that you used in helping you when you felt like you were down or you were seeking answers or guidance? Well, I resorted 
a lot to journaling and meditating on how I felt. And I would write down like questions in my journal and then I would meditate on it and try to answer those questions afterwards. And I think it got a lot off of my chest and just found, helped me find a lot of answers that I was looking for. So when you say meditated, what does that mean to you? Um, well, at first to me, it was really just listening to music and looking at the back of my eyelids until the music was over. And then as you keep doing it, you really think about that question that you have in mind and focus on your breathing and how your body feels in the moment and just kind of forget about your surroundings and what's going on. But what, how did you keep from being bombarded with thoughts in your head? So you're meditating. And what if someone's like, okay, I close my eyes. I see the back of my lids and that's all I see ever. That's all I see. Nothing changes. What tips could you give them and how you can help get there? Because as we know, it's definitely a practice. It's like a muscle that you have to strengthen. I know you hear like focusing on your breathing a lot, but that's a big thing. Just focus on your breathing and how it feels to breathe in and out. And I like to focus on the blood pumping through to like my arms and legs because I think it really centers me I guess like that visual centers you that's cool I didn't know that and just like another thing is like how my my toes feel Hmm. like I'll just focus on my toes or my fingertips Mm mm-hmm like, what are the sensations in there right. or the feeling? Or if there, do you feel any air on there? Is it warm, cold, hot, twinge anywhere kind of thing? Right. And another thing that it's not just meditation, but like anytime I need to feel like a release or anything, I, I visualize the breathing in and you're breathing in the gold... What's like a b- beautiful light, like, like a, a like golden a gold light? light in. And then as you're breathing out, like Any black, I guess the darkness. Anything? I don't like to think of it as darkness. I like Cause it. that. Yeah. That's good. I, it feels too dark to me, yeah. but <laughs> I think of it as black, like air just. Releasing toxins. Right. Toxins. And the gold coming in until there's no more black. Well, we've meditated together and journaled together for sure. And you've had quite some amazing stories that you've seen that you visualized in your mind while you were meditating. And so you are a Christian. You believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and he rose again. You believe in the Holy Spirit, the angels that are part of that Holy Spirit that came from God. You believe that the Holy Spirit guides you and that Jesus is your Messiah. God is your creator. Saying all that, 
you also meditate, which, which is just listening and communicating however God wants to communicate with you, whether that's through a thought, you hear it, or you see it in your mind's eye, or the next day someone happens to come by and the coincidence of what you wrote down to what they said or did, no one can deny. That's happened to us over and over and over again. The miracles that we've seen in our life, in our family, beyond the imagery that you're going to when you are meditating, you've already got yourself there, right? So you've gotten yourself there. You've asked the Lord to come in. And then, because this is where the hard part was, where everybody kind of started when we first started trying to just be still and listen and know that he is God, right? Like scripture says, and we practice. And after all that, then the thoughts bombard. Then you overcome that by just staying in the present moment, focusing back to your toe, your hand, whatever. But then you start pulling yourself up and you have this imagery that you've written in journals and I've written in journals of our own individual experiences. So what does it feel like when you're past the point, you've prayed, you're settled in, you got the toes, the fingers, you're centered, you're grounded. Do you start just visualizing going up or you just start having that experience in your mind's eye? Well, meditating for me is a lot more focusing than just letting go. And I think about like my happy place or what I think is the most peaceful place on earth. And I really just, in my mind, sit there and breathe. And you do you look around? Like, do you know what the what this whole place looks like? Yes, I know what the whole place looks like, and I know how the wind feels. Sometimes, I guess it depends on the meditation. You'll walk around, but a lot of time, a lot of times, it's just sitting there and like breathing. And visualizing yourself in that place. And then sometimes you have to go to what you're seeking. And then sometimes it'll just pop up. Like in some meditations, I've had to walk more into my peaceful place to find the question or the answer that I'm looking for. And then sometimes I will just be sitting there and a word will pop up something will happen. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so how do you know it's over? Is it just over? Does it just end your time? Um, You just feel that it's over? If you feel like the question that you had asked in the beginning or the question you're seeking has been answered or shown to you, that's when I usually wake up. And I'll just write about it because I want to remember as much as possible and I don't want to forget any details. Mm -hmm. So I try to be as detailed as possible. Yeah, I'm kind of laughing because Sophia and I had a couple of other teenagers um, during COVID come over once a week and just meditate and journal. And Christ was the center of it. But we were just seeking more of the Holy Spirit in the movement and our everyday lives, like through 
people, through events, through nature, through birds, through everything that God created, we decided that it's his creation. So I'm sure he's going to use all of it to communicate to us. It's not, you know, just a church on Sundays that he communicates with you. And even if you do know that, I encourage you to seek more because every time I seek more, there's even more. And the more that I have sought, the more I've realized it's the same with my analogy when I said that I have a lot of kids and I know nothing because the more that I kids I had, the more I realized, the less I knew. I feel like a lot of people don't want to seek it because they don't want to hear what they're going to hear. They're scared of what they're going to hear. But let me just remind you, if you believe in God, you believe in his goodness and that he loves you and it's not about beating you up. What's beating you up is you, you, your ego. And I want you to really sit with that and think about it. Put all the pride aside and go discover who you are and be still. We don't have all the answers. We're just sharing with you the miracles that we've experienced. The more that we have meditated, the more that we have been still, the more miracles that we've seen. And we can't wait to share them with you. And I know that I'm going to have Sophia back again because she has some journals, some stories that are miraculous that happened. And we want to share them with you. Thank you for listening to our sweet little podcast here. It's all out of love and joy. And we just ask that you just fill yourself up with light and love and joy and go be a blessing to those around you. People need it. Thank you for having me. It was really nice to talk about how I feel about these things and I'm doing this because if I can help one person, then this whole thing is worth it. Thanks, Sophia. Love you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to Chatterbox Radio, Unraveling the Untold. If you have a great story that you want to share to inspire or encourage or just reach out, please do email us at podcasts at thechatterboxradio.com. Until then, imagine breathing in all the love, all the joy that you can possibly imagine, filling yourself up. And go be a blessing to the people around you because they need you.